You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the rafters? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Let's get it out of here. Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins tonight on TNT. Even know how I'm going to start the show why is it like such a struggle after so many months of doing this to open this show like what the hell get your shit sorted Carissa Everyone and welcome. There wouldn't be a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, but it is a little extra. I'm Carissa. How's it going? Hey, hey. I'm here as always, kind of sweating buckets, although not excessively today. Although it was a bit hot between 12 and 2, I would say. Anyway, that's besides the point. Obviously, we're in the middle of the summer. How's it going? It's Sunday. What have you guys been up to? I want to hear about your news. What are you up to? What have you done? I was about to say something really bad. (laughs) That is so inappropriate. I was, oh, I'm not going to even say what I was about to say. But anyway, seriously, it must be the heat. I'm going to blame it on the heat and not knowing what the hell is happening. So I'm coming at you with this little extra. As I mentioned on, uh, well, on the episode that I dropped on Friday, hypersexualization of black women and girls, I was going to do um, Sarah Bartman, but I, th- I felt like I gave you guys so much to kind of soak in that I didn't want to burst more your ear holes with my voice (laughs) so I was like right no what we're gonna do and that was like last minute kind of decision I was like we're going to give them a little extra because I feel that Sarah Bartman deserves a separate episode even though it kind of ties in to what we mentioned discussed talked about on Friday's episode of the hypersexualization of black women and girls and so here we are And before we actually get into the episode, I have so much to say before, but uh, before we get into it, this is a little extra and it's actually, I'm getting a lot of content ready um, and uploading it onto patreon.com. And so this is like a kind of, um, kind of like a bit of a trailer of what, although not this specific episode, but this is what you would be getting 
if you do decide to become a patron of the Patreon, <laughs> I got it right. Yay, I actually got that right. Um, so basically, I've uploaded so far a few, a little extra episodes. So basically, a little extra is something like it's obviously extra material that I haven't covered in a regular episode of Beauty Unlocked. And so I make them into like a mini episode that would uh, that I would upload onto Patreon. Yes. And if you were a, mem a member or a patron, <laughs> then you would be able to listen to them. Um, there are two tiers. So at the moment, um, the first tier is like five euros and the second one is 10 euros. Yeah. 10 euros. And I'm just like uploading a whole bunch of like extra content on there. I'm working on some more stuff. Um, I have something called Sunday special and Sunday is not spelled like Sunday as in D-A-Y, but but as in ice cream sundae, so D-A-E at the end, sundae, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, oh, like that's basically, um, again, short little episodes where I come across some weird ass stories, different kind of trends, beauty trends, and I'm just like, what is this? I need to, I need to make this into extra content so I am uploading I'm going to be uploading a whole bunch of videos also on Patreon um so that's that um I haven't finished yet but we're gonna get there so this is basically something you're not going to hear me talking as much about whatever I'm doing kind of thing behind like the scenes kind of stuff that I'm doing on um on a little extra or even on the Sunday special but I'm just telling you guys what's happening over here as I am actually now starting to sweat profusely. <laughs> mm, vibes of visuals. Also, something I am working on behind the scenes is getting some interviews. And um, so I was supposed to actually interview today or actually do a mock interview today. But what happened is that my kitten pancakes. Yes, I have a kitten. Her name is Pancakes. Um, she, I took her on Thursday to get spayed. And Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Sunday, she was not well or she is not well or isn't well. And I had to take her to the vets. And I was like, oh, my God, like she hasn't been well and she hasn't been drinking and there's something wrong. And so I didn't get to do the mock interview today, but I will be I am going to be doing it soon and I will be dropping I'm saying this now hold up I will try to drop like these kind of like interviews as an extra as a thank you um for everyone that actually listens to me go on and on about god knows what most of the time I have no clue because I lose my my place sometimes and I'm like wait what am I talking about but that's just me because there's a thousand things happening here. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm actually kind of getting ready to start doing is interviewing people. So interviewing people, interviewing guests, I should say. But um, so stay tuned for that. Within the next month, I should get my life somehow sorted. Once Mercury fucks off and stops retrograding and God knows what else and that the other five other planets stop retrograding and messing with my vibes most of the time and everything that goes on around me. Um, I should be getting those things up. So um, stay tuned. <laughs> and yes, so that's pretty much all that's happening. I think behind the scenes for the moment, apart, 
apart from the fact that I am, and I'm going to mention it again, starting to sweat buckets. All right. Are you ready for this little extra? Okay. So I, while doing my research for the hypersexualization uh, of black women and girls, I came across again Sarah Bartman's name. And I was like, ah, oh. I had spoken to my soul sister in Geneva about this. And I was like, oh, I have to I have to do an episode on her. I have to do an episode on her. So I started digging deeper and deeper and I found a few articles. The thing is that um, some articles kind of they use this kind of romanticized language. And I'm like, I'm not vibing with the way this is being told because to me it sounded like oh well you know she did all this willingly and and i'm just like wait what no what no i'm not no i'm not okay with this so then i clicked on to like other articles and i was reading through them and i was like okay so then i was comparing the articles and i'm like oh okay this is conflicting um and it's very difficult to actually get exact documentation on her life and certain details uh, regarding her life. So I am going to reference two articles, actually. One is from theculturetrip.com and the other one is from bbc.com. The life of Sarah Bartman was first brought to public attention by the 1998 documentary The Life and Times of Sarah Bartman and the 2010 film Black Venus. I'm not too sure if any of you have seen the, the film or the documentary. If you have, let me know. Sarah is the first documented Khoisan to arrive in Europe and, although much of her story has been lost, over the years she has come to be seen as the epitome of colonial exploitation racism, and commodification of black people. Several books have been published about her treatment and cultural significance with author Natasha Gordon Chipebere penning, she has become the landscape upon which multiple narratives of exploitation and suffering within black womanhood have been enacted. Yet amid all this, the woman remains invisible. Two centuries ago, Sarah Bartman died after years spent in European freak shows. Sarah Bartman died on the 29th of December, 1815, but her exhibition continued. Her brain, skeleton, and sexual organs remained on display in a Paris museum until 1974. We're actually going to talk about that a bit later. And her remains weren't repatriated um, and buried until 2002. We're also going to mention this a bit later. Brought to Europe seemingly on false pretenses. Seemingly on false pretenses? No, no, no. On false pretenses by a British doctor stage named the Hutton Tut Venus, and in France she was known as La Venus Noire, she was paraded around freak shows in London and Paris, with crowds invited to look at her large buttocks. Today she is seen by many as the epitome of colonial exploitation and racism, of the ridicule and commodification of black people. The remains of Sarah Bartman are buried in a modest grave in the tiny farming village of Hankey in the Eastern Cape. Brown stones mark the site and a plaque somberly highlights the hardship and exploitation of her short life. 
Although she died in 1815, she was only buried in her current resting place, as we mentioned, um, in 2002. And her grave has been declared a South African National Heritage Site. But who was Sarah Bartman, and how did life take her from a rural Khoisan village to becoming the Hottentot Venus of London and Paris? Although her exact date of birth is not really, it's kind of disputed. It's estimated that she was born around 1789. She was named Sarah Bartman, but she was renamed, I'm so sorry that I'm going to mispronounce this, Sartje, Sartje, it's S-A-A-R-T-J-I-E. It's a diminutive form of Sarah in Dutch. Uh, This is when she was sold into slavery to a trader named Pieter Willem Cesar. She belonged to the cattle herding Gonaqua subgroup who resided in the Gamtus Valley in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. Um, so they say that Sarah grew up on a colonial farm near Hankey, where it's believed that she worked as a servant after losing both her um, parents. Now, in other articles, um, I read that her mother passed away when she was just two years old, when Sarah was two years old, and that her father passed away when Sarah was um, an adolescent. So it's a little bit conflicting. Some places say that she lost both her parents, like um, when she was an adolescent. And so that's one of the things where it's a bit conflicting. So around the time Sarah was 16 years old, um, when Dutch colonists seeking to expand their fucking empire came into conflict with the indigenous Khoisan people in the Eastern Cape. Sarah became, and I, and, and, and I quote, and in parentheses, the property of Cesar, who set the future tragic timeline of her life. Initially, she was shipped off to Cape Town as a servant, but things were soon to change. At the time Sarah arrived in Cape Town, indigenous African women were considered abnormal, inferior, and paradoxically exotically desirable to many white Europeans. Sarah, with her honey brown skin and other exotic features, soon found herself the focus of curious attention. Um, The reason for this is because Sarah um, had what is called or what was called stea... Okay, wait, wait, sorry. Steatopegia. And this is resulting in extremely protuberant buttocks due to a buildup of fat. Her distinctly non-European look with whispers of sexual intrigue the fuck caught the eye of surgeon um, William Dunlop and he's the British surgeon so in October 1810 um, although Sarah was illiterate Bartman uh, Sarah Bartman so Bartman allegedly signed a contract with um, this English ship surgeon this motherfucker William Dunlop I'm not sure if she signed it or was coerced into signing it but anyway So her contract allegedly stated that she would work as a domestic servant and be exhibited for entertainment purposes. For this inhumane employment, she would receive a portion of the entertainment earnings and be allowed to return to South Africa after five years. This was not the case. She did not return to South Africa until after, after hundreds of years after her death, did she return to her homeland. No comment. But you can only imagine from the tone of my voice that not only am I sweating buckets, but I am having, I'm building up rage here, seriously. Continuing. So this is um, the time when she was 
in the freak shows. Dunlop put Sarah on display in London as a primitive and extraordinary phenomenon of nature, exhibiting her half-naked body to anyone who was willing to pay one shilling. Now, this is where it gets, again, a bit distorted. We're not too sure if she was, like, exhibited. Okay, this is even sad to say. First of all, she was on, on display, basically. And, but there's conflicting reports of whether she was, like, naked, half-naked, or she wore um, kind of skin-tight clothing. So we're not too sure. But that's besides the point. She was paraded around, put as a... What the fuck? Anyway, so for a higher price, the more affluent, affluent in society could touch her. Her large buttocks in particular were a point of interest. So... <clears throat> This is what the article says. You have to remember that at the time it was highly fashionable and desirable for women to have large bottoms. So lots of people envied what she had naturally without having to accentuate her figure. And this is what Rachel Holmes says. And she's the author of The Hot and Tot Venus, The Life and Death of Sartre. Okay, Sartre Bartman. So sorry. I'm butchering her name. I'm so, 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 so sorry. So on stage here, this is where again, so on stage she wore skin-tight flesh-colored clothing as well as beads and feathers and smoked a pipe. Wealthy customers could pay for private demonstrations in their homes with their guests allowed to touch her. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you, seriously. No fucking comment. Bartman's promoters nicked, uh, nicknamed her the Hottentot Venus with Hottentot, now seen as derogatory, then being used in Dutch to describe the Khoi Hoi, or sorry, Khoi Hoi and San people. So together they make up the people known as Khoi San. The British Empire had abolished the slave trade in 1807, but not slavery itself. Fuck you. Although they did, well, uh, sorry, and this is again in air quotes, abolish the slave trade, uh, you know, um, in 1807, but that was much earlier than what the fucking French did, that's for sure. But anyway, even so, campaigners were appalled at Bartman's treatment in London. Her employers were persecuted for holding Bartman against her will, but not convicted with Bartman, with Bartman herself testifying in their favor. The question remains, was Bartman coerced? Probably. As abolitionist humanitarian campaigners claimed, or was she acting on her own free will? What free fucking will did she have? What free will? What free will did she have and other countless millions of others have? Their free fucking will was taken away. F free will. Acting on her own free will. Who the fuck wants to like leave their homeland to be paraded around like an animal? Or to be treated worse than an animal, actually. Not only her, but the countless of others that were just fucking taken away from their ancestral homelands and, and, and used as cheap fucking labor. Fuck you all. Sorry. <clears throat> so, the question remains, was Bartman coerced, as abolitionist humanitarian campaigners claimed, or was she acting on her own free will? Uh, says Christian Petley, a, a history lecturer at Southampton University. If she was coerced, she might have felt too intimidated to tell the truth in court. We'll never know. The case is complex, and the relationship between Bartman and her handlers, her handlers, 
I, I always assumed that you would use handler for, for like as in an animal handler. So what does that tell you right there? Was certainly not equally weighted. Even if she had some element of choice or felt she could gain something material or otherwise from her performance. Barman show also included dancing and playing several musical instruments. But um, after the case, Bartman's show gradually lost its novelty and popularity among audiences in London. And she went on to tour as if she's like a fucking as if she's given like the best treatment in the world, like some fucking pop stars and rock stars and all these motherfuckers over there. You know, she went on tour around Britain and Ireland. She was paraded. All right. She did not go on tour. She was paraded around Britain and Ireland. She was paraded. And it wasn't like, oh, God, never mind. Anyway, later she was taken to France and sold to an animal handler. Here, her exploitation and degradation intensified as she was led around and given instructions like an animal, while her female organs were studied as an object of macabre interest and sexual peculiarity. It is also believed that during this time she fell. She fell? She fell? How do you fall into the life of the... She fell? Not, okay, she was probably forced, most probably forced, into prostitution and became a heavy drinker. Who wouldn't? Seriously, who wouldn't be? All right, so some reports claim, I don't know which reports would claim this, but at the time they probably made light of the story. But anyway, some reports claim she enjoyed the attention and company of French high society, while others believe she was used as nothing more than a prostitute and object of sexual interest. I would go with the latter. And I, I, I do not believe she enjoyed any fucking amount of attention that she was given seriously like that. She was core her. Oh, God, don't even get me started. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. A twist in popular perception. Popular white European opinion of the time viewed Africans as an oversexed primal lesser race representing the link between animals and humans and the lowest form of human development. <clears throat> According to reports, however, Sarah was multilingual and due to the diverse cultures that she had come into contact with, could fluently speak her own native language in addition to French, Dutch, and English. French naturalist Georges Cuvier, who had an intense interest in Sarah, described her as, intelli as intelligent with an excellent memory for faces. Ironically, he was also of the opinion that she had ape-like traits and compared her to an orangutan and a monkey. You know what? And I'm going to speak more about this motherfucker right here later on. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I know you're dead. It's been a fuck long time you've been dead, but fuck you. Oh, I was about to serious. I was about to use the C word on him because there, I mean, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Sarah's death. So Sarah died at the age of 26 from an inflammatory disease that was believed to be related to either syphilis, alcoholism, smallpox, or pneumonia. Sadly, her freak show displayed, uh, display continued macabrely after her death. So this motherfucker that we spoke about, George Cuvier, who had danced with Bartman at one of Rio's... Okay, so Rio was the uh, animal handler that Sarah was um, sold to, and that was his name, Ryu. So, um, so George Cuvier, who had danced with Bartman at one of Ryu's parties, did not perform an autopsy on Sarah. 
but he did make a plaster cast of her bod body before dissecting it. This motherfucker's dissection of Bartman helped shape European science with Sarah and other African women thought of as savage and distinct from the civilized female of Europe. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, God. So sorry. But honestly, nothing. You know, these kind of things. I mean, I just, I, I'm enraged. Honestly, I'm enraged. I'm enraged. That's it. I just, I, I can't even. I'm going to go into a bit of a rant and rave. Because honestly, so it's not enough that this poor woman was taken, forcibly taken to Europe. And she was forced to partake in these fucking freak shows that they had she was treated like an animal she was forced into prostitution and when she passed away this motherfucker Covier, this this whatever the whatever the fuck your name is you you yeah you you dissected her you preserved apparently listen preserved her skeleton and conserve i'm using the word conserved uh conserved here but they used in the articles that sh they pickled her um brain and genitals what the fuck? And they were placed in jars and displayed at this fucking museum, Musée de l'Homme in Paris, until 1974. You know what? Go fuck yourself, Musée de l'Homme in Paris. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck you, this naturalist, whatever the fuck his name is, Covier. Fuck all of you, seriously. Fuck you all. <sighs> so. Uh, all right, so her... Her genitals, her brain, her skeleton, um, they apparently served as proof of Covier's theory of racial evolution. Her organs, genitalia, and buttocks were thought to be evidence of her sexual prim uh, primitivism. I can't even say the word. And intellectual equality with that of an or orangutan. You force, a per <sighs> you force millions into fucking slavery they learn your fucking languages you can't even fucking say hello in their language all right and you're saying that they have the intellectual equality with that of an orangutan are you fucking serious are you fucking serious sorry the domination of africans was explained with the aid of science really really Mm. thereby establishing the Khoisan or the Hotentots as the most ignoble group in the progression of mankind purported to mate with the orangutan. This is what um, Natasha Gordon Chimpembere, editor of Representation of Black Womanhood, the legacy of Sarah Bartman, um, wrote. <sighs> Let me tell you something. I, I know I've, I, I'm, I don't, I just, I just, um, <laughs> this is this is beyond grotesque it is seriously for people to say that they are of such moral high standing you guys were immoral motherfuckers and you were ethically and morally wrong to do so because let me tell you the musée de l'homme should be held accountable and i'm sure it has been as well as the fucking french republic and that fucking government and I'm saying this as a French citizen, go fuck yourselves, France. Seriously, you're disgusting and you are a disgrace. Um, seriously, they should be held accountable for partaking and letting this poor woman be after her death be exhibited 
for as long as she was. It is disgusting and it is a disgrace. And I'm not sure if they were held accountable, but knowing these fucking French people and how they are, sorry to say, and I'm half French, imagine that. But although the French wouldn't consider me French because, you know, I'm French of, of color. So, you know, they really don't care. They really don't. They show it every single fucking day of their fucking lives. They show it that they don't care about people of color. Um, and I, I'm sure that this museum probably said something absurd like it was in the name of science that she was you know exhibited until 1974 go fuck yourself go fuck yourself or yourselves I should say sorry and you know what I'm not sure if this was done but her tribe seriously should demand compensation and they should demand an apology and I'm not sure if they have and I'm not sure if one was given and if it was given it was probably not given wholeheartedly they probably were just chuckling and saying yeah like yeah we'll say sorry Fuck you, France. Seriously, fuck you. As you can see, I am so fucking pissed. And so, I'm so fucking pissed. Like, there is, oh, mm-mm. So following South Africa's um, democratic elections, well, first free and democratic elections, um, Nelson Mandela, like, requested that Sarah's remains be returned to the country uh, for burial. Listen to this, okay? After much legal wrangling and debates within the French National Assembly, France acceded to the request. First of all, first of all, she was not from France, all right? She, so what, you would actually, why was there even a debate on whether or not to send her, her home? Why was there even, why was this even an issue to debate in the French National Assembly? It should have been immediately, yes, we'll do so. We're so sorry. No, you had to debate it in the French National Assembly because you have nothing better to do that you debated on whether or not to return her home. It's not even a question to debate. It's immediately to be done, you cunts. Excuse me. Sorry for using that harsh word, but seriously, fuck them. Honestly, there is, there is fucking issues here. And I don't understand why it would be up for debate. The man asked you for her remains to be sent back home to her country where she was forcibly taken from and you debate it? Fuck off. Seriously. Sorry. <clears throat> so France acceded to the request on March 6, 2002 and Sarah's remains were repatriated to her homeland in the Gamtus Valley two months later. So the article that I'm reading, well, I've, like I said, I've cited two articles and I'm referencing two articles, but one of them, I think it was the BBC one. Um, last year, so the BBC article was written in 2016 and they said last year, so meaning 2015, a plaque at her burial site in Hankey was splashed with white paint, causing further distress. This happened a couple of weeks after the removal from Cape Town University of the statue of this cunt, Cecile Rhodes, the 19th century businessman and politician who declared the British to be the first race in the world. You, Cecile Rhodes, you're on my shit list even though you're dead. Fuck you. Following, uh, this is following protests by students. Tear it down. Tear them all fucking down. What the fuck is this? What is this? The first race in the world? Go fuck yourself. The British to be the first race in the world. What is that? What is that? <sighs> and I'm going to go. And I'm ser seriously. This is like my last <laughs> rant and rave. 
These statues of these motherfuckers that are found in every fucking country around the globe at this point and that perpetuate the glorification of racism, colonialism, slavery, they need to be fucking torn down because it is an assault on our eyes to venerate these motherfuckers for what? For what? These motherfuckers, these dictators, slave owners, confederate leaders, these racist politicians and businessmen, and I don't care who else, from times past that are cunts, excuse the language again, I'm so sorry, and, and seriously, there's countless of them, they should not be venerated in any way, shape, or form by any fucking republic in this world because it is an assault and it is disgusting and it is a disgrace that these statues are still around somehow, whether it be in fucking France, whether it be in the UK all over the place. What the fuck? What the fuck? Seriously. It's like saying basically, you know what? Let's erect statues for Hitler, Mussolini, and Franco, just to name a few cunts from the past. We should just put statues up of them. What? You wouldn't fucking do that now, would you? No, because all those statues of those fuckers have been torn down but still there's like others these slave owners and these confederate leaders also and all these racist politicians and still many of them are here today because we know there's tons of racist politicians we know we know and it what the hell would you put up a statue of hitler would you no, you wouldn't, would you? Tear those fucking statues down. Seriously, demand from every government, irregardless of where you are from, the removal of these fucking statues that are a, an assault upon our eyes on a daily basis. It is disgraceful. Seriously, it's a disgrace that these statues are still, some of, of, of course there have been, I think in Texas alone, they removed over 200 um, statues from public spaces. Good for you, Texas. You still have a long way to go, by the way. And, and the rest of also um, the states in the United States. They still need to be torn the fuck down. Seriously. Whoo! All right. <laughs> Rant and rave is over. <clears throat> I would like to seriously apologize for using such a crude word as the see you next Tuesday word. It's just that and 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 all the f-bombs that i've dropped and all it's just it's i'm sorry but i find it i just i find this it was the past few weeks of researching this seriously and just and just a lot of the energy and a lot of just everything it's just i just have such fucking rage that we're still dealing with these issues in the 21st fucking century and that we still venerate these fucktards from the past that were just blatant, blatantly racist and sexist and their, their statues are still around. These slave owners, these fucking rapists, these fucking killers and their statues are still around and, and the story of Sarah Bartman, seriously, it's just like, oh my God, like, <sighs> on that note, let me know your opinion. I'm sorry that I might have not pr pronounced also her, her name pro uh, properly and also her tribe's name. And I'm just so sorry because you guys know that I mean no disrespect. It's just that I cannot pronounce things. I try. I try to look for the pronunciation. I cannot find it. So I'm just like, right, let's let's break it down. Let's try. 
I try my best. So sorry. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little extra. It's like a bonus episode. Actually, it's like almost a regular episode because we're going into like almost 40 minutes of this rant and rave. But um, I hope um, now you know the story of Sarah Bartman and how um, I wanted to do a separate little extra episode of her story and of her ordeal um, apart from the like I didn't want to put it together with the hypersexualization of black women I mean she was hypersexualized but I didn't want to put these two together because it would just have made a two hour long <laughs> um, episode so I definitely wanted to break it down and I hope um, you guys it was educational I'm sorry for the language I'm sorry for the pauses the heavy breathing the rage that I'm experiencing um so so sorry about that and hopefully nobody is listening to this with their children and if they do my apologies so yeah I, I probably will write in the descriptions um that I use very explicit language in this episode um, with that being said, I hope you guys have a lovely Monday and a lovely week ahead. And um, you'll hear from me again on Friday. <laughs> I don't think I'll be using such language and taking such a tone with Friday's episode. But who knows? I probably will. Um, with that being said, take care, you guys. As always, love each other. Love yourselves. Spread some of that sweet, sweet love. Keep on signing, donating, signing petitions, donating. Keep Keep fighting the fight. As always, love you guys. Be safe. Bye. Make it clap, 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 Make it clap, clap, Make it clap, clap, Make it clap, clap, Ugh, I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer and accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. <laughs> Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when Geico makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm gonna fold all my socks into little balls. Yeah! Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You're listening to Find My Way from Paul McCartney's latest album, McCartney 3. Labeled as one of 2020's best albums by Rolling Stone, this collection completes a trilogy that began in 1970. Now available on all music platforms.